Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our lexi for this week is thermi, meaning heat. Thermi, springboards from the adjective thermal. This word is meaningful in the medicinal world. People who crave and seek restorative treatments or desire to live well love to be in places where thermal waters are part of the landscape. In Evia, Greece, for example, you'll find the healing thermal springs of Eripsos, where Hippocrates, the father of medicine, and Aristotle, the first genuine scientist in history, visited these very springs. They both wrote about the benefits of the thermal baths and the microclimates in which they exist. Thermal baths make it easy to relax, unwind, and relieve muscle pain by dipping self into mineral-rich waters. Thermi, yup, definitely for me. This is Kira Moran, president of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Introducing the brand new Quad Pod Podcast Network. We're adding new podcasts every day. Visit qodpod.com and meet our podcasters. That's qodpod.com. Hello, and great to be with you all today. Thank you, as always, for listening to Kefi Life. These next few weeks will be a real treat as we have a super guest who is joining us from his native Greece to share his knowledge and insight on the most beautiful and historical healing sites in Elas. As a tour operator, Dimitris Pascalis has toured people from countries from all over the world, being of numerous cultures, with a large percentage of folks hailing from America. He's got his pulse on beautiful sites and their contributions. Yasu Dimitris, and welcome. Yasas, Yasas. Um, thank you for having me, Kiki. Uh, thank you, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure for me that you're giving me this opportunity to, to talk about Greece uh, to your, uh, your listeners. It's such a gift, Dimitris, and many of us have learned that ancient Greeks embraced the concept of a healthy mind and a healthy body, and their view of medicine incorporated both physical and mental well-being. Now, there are locations in Greece that to this day provide forms of healing. Let's begin at the beginning. Where is the most important healing place in ancient Greece? Well, we could say that in ancient Greece, the first healing place, or we could say an ancient hospital, um, starts in Epidorus. That's an area in uh, close to Argos, which is uh, the main in the main Peloponnesian Peninsula at the south part of Greece. Um, of course, some people may already know the the name. If you if you when you when you hear me talking about Epidorus, you know people know about knowing about the theater, the ancient theater there. But originally, to begin with. It was a place of healing. Of course, being a place of healing, and when we're talking about ancient Greece, 
we have to also talk about the gods. So Epidaurus was the main sanctuary of uh, the god of medicine, who is the son of Apollo. So that is God Asclepius. So his main sanctuary and temple and place of worship would be located in Epidaurus. And what's interesting is that I've been to Epidaurus and I saw it as a theater, as a place where there were actors. But mm-hmm. you're telling me that there were actually healing opportunities at this hospital. What were some of the things that they did there? You know, um, that's, that's uh, very interesting because that's something that, um, a lot of people ask me when they come and visit Epidaurus because they know about the theater already, uh, but they don't know uh, the, the, the purpose of the theater there. So like I said before, it is a healing place, Epidaurus. But um, let's just say the main method or the main focus of Epidaurus as a healing place was that um, the people going there to, to treat their, um, their conditions would mainly focus on, on the mental health uh, of, of, the, of themselves. So apart from other things that they did in Epidaurus that we're going to talk about, they, they had the theater built for the entertainment of the patients. So no one else could attend, actually. So um, in order for the patients you know, to set aside their problems, their issues, and their, um, their conditions, so um, they would attend at night for a theatrical play or, uh, or some music so they could uh, feel, feel much better and you know, forget for a little bit their, um, what, what was troubling them. Which I really believe has so much to do with health and recovery, which is the mental aspect. If we believe mm-hmm. we can get better, we will get better. And that uh, cleanse and that just that break for a moment with what's really going on in the world. Are there any other healing places nearby, Epidoras? Well, first of all, there are, there are many healing, um, let's just say, springs. We're talking about uh, healing waters all around Greece. And of course, the Peloponnesian uh, region is, is full of them. Uh, but there are, let us say, one or two that are more known for their, uh, for their healing uh, properties. One of them, and I'm going to talk about it, is because your American listeners most likely are aware of, uh, is because of the, the, um, the 300 movie. Yes. The Spartans. Yes, that was a great movie, yeah. So what happens there is a battle between the Spartans and the Persians. We're talking about 5th century BC, but the, the area there, Thermopylae area, Thermopylae actually in Greek means the hot, a hot gate. So there would be natural um, springs of water that, that are, till today, until today, they're very warm. I'm talking about always having um, a temperature of around 100, more or less Fahrenheit. It's like 40 Celsius, so 95 to 100 Fahrenheit. So they're always warm. Uh, they have minerals uh, in the. Uh, there are minerals in the water. So until this day, people go there to go inside the water and you know try and uh, heal themselves. That that type of water is mostly known um, for healing, like. Um, muscle, tissue, bone, uh, bone problems because of the minerals in the water. 
So that's a natural source of healing. And I, mm-hmm. I find that exciting that what was happening then is now still very useful, Dimitris, today, and that mm-hmm. people can take a trip to Thermopylae and visit these very same waters and maybe feel a little bit better if they have like rheumatology or respiratory cardiology, these type of diseases. Myth has it that these springs were made um, by the god of fire, with, who is Hephaestus. That's the blacksmith of the gods, who the one, the god that makes the weapons. So he's like the handyman of Olympus. <laughs> so goddess Athena asked him, requested that he makes um, those um, hot springs uh, for Hercules, so that when he would finish one of his uh, deeds, he would go in there and bay and uh, take a bath. Uh, and um, the, let's just say the healing uh, properties of the water would type of like recover, regain his uh, his strength, so he he could continue to the next deed. So Leonidas, knowing that, of course, you know when. Yeah, the great Hercules has been there to take a bath. Of course, he would also take a bath there before the great battle against the Persians. Well, I think I like this myth. I, I believe that it's a reality because there is great strength and power in water, especially warm water. We can mm-hmm. also talk about hydrotherapy. Dimitris, when I was in Greece a couple of years ago, I visited a lake mm-hmm. uh, on the south coast of Athens, and the lake mm-hmm. was also a health destination. I think it's Bulyagmeni. Yeah, that's very correct. Well, you get it. You you say it right because you're half Greek. Because it's a little <laughs> bit, it's a little bit difficult for uh, other people to pronounce. Vuliagmeni actually means the sunken one in English, something that is sunk. So uh, what happens there is that the, there was no lake to begin with. It was a hill, but uh, there was a great earthquake, so the hill kind of like was cut in half. So when the hill colla- half of the hill collapsed, uh, a pool of water emerged. But uh, that location, because you already know it and went, like you said, it's on the south coast of Athens, is very close to the ocean. It's very close to the Aegean Sea. So what happens is that that lake has a combination of fresh water and salt, and salt water from the ocean. So that combination of the minerals and the salt it, uh, it gives the lake, uh, again, healing properties. The healing purposes are there. There are, there are also some small fish in the water that will come and bite you, like on your, on your feet. They, they eat your dead skin. Ugh. So it's a, it's also has, it's a, like a rejuvenation uh, properties because of you the know- fish. There are some places in uh, California I've been to, like even in a mall, these little uh, boutique stores that have these like spa tubs where you put your feet in and the little fish eat your skin. So that's where it comes from. Thank you, Greece. Some things that have happened in Athens, Greece. Yes, I love it. That's why I like talking about the organic natural methods of healing of Greece, because we really truly, Dimitris, you know this, use these things all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, we may not know the history, but absolutely these uh, practices are happening today. Uh, the salt and the seawater is just, yeah, is just uh, fabulous. I, you're making me want to come over there. Okay, as we wrap up, we have a few minutes left. I would love to know, are there any other fascinating places that we should know about, like ancient caves that are used for medicinal purposes? Do you know of any? 
Of course I do, but first of all, since we have a couple of minutes uh, more, I wanted to point out something that most people know and they see it every day uh, like around their uh, neighborhoods is that most likely you've seen your pharmacy or uh, you know, a sign at the hospital or even a sign on a, on a paramedic, like on their suits, on their uniforms. Yes. So you'll see, a, uh, you'll see like a cross and a snake around, uh, wrapped around it. Oh, Most yeah. Like, like, okay. like at a pharmacy, yes. So because we talked about uh, Epidorus and Asclepius at the beginning, uh, Asclepius being the god of medicine, um, as, as a god, he would hold a rod or a staff, if you will, and there would be a snake wrapped around it. And uh, also there would be many snakes. This, this type of snake is a non-venomous snake. It's not poisonous. So uh, in his temple, in his sanctuary, when there would be, um, when people would try and get some help for their conditions, you would see this type of snakes like crawling around, of course, hurting no one. Again, a small fast myth about this snake is that the snake, of course, in ancient Greece is a symbol of, of, uh, of health. And at some point, Asclepius wanted to cure a dead snake. He killed by mistake with his staff. And another snake came with an herb in its mouth. And he placed the herb on the dead snake, and the dead snake uh, recovered. Interesting. So he used that herb to cure another person. And also the snake, as we know, uh, it changes its own skin. So it rejuvenates, let's say. Right. So again, it's a symbol of, you know, recovering. Okay, rejuvenation and recovery. Mm -hmm. So that symbol we see at the pharmacies came from the myth that we just well, heard not about. Not the myth. It's like the, the the actual god would hold a staff or a rod with a snake, with a snake wrapped wrapped around it. And that's the symbol we see all that we see all over the exactly. world. All around, all around. It's a, it's an international symbol of, of of medicine for you know pharmacies and hospitals, etc. Um, and to answer your original question about, you know, like other places uh, in Greece. Yes. First of all, we have many caves that have um, you know, a lot of water in them. So because of the cave, there's, a, there's always, the, the ocean is always around Greece. So the ocean is always close by. The salt and the minerals coming from the underground, from underground they always have healing powers. A lot of people visit those, those caves. Um, and also some that have a lot of water, uh, uh, lots, lots of water inside. So, um, they also have boats inside. So you can have like a small boat, you know, ride in the cave. One of those, uh, one of those caves is, is um, one is Lake, uh, Melisani that is located in the, in the island of Cephalonia. That's in the Ionian, uh, Sea of Greece. Ionian Sea, because most people know about the Aegean Sea, but the Ionian Sea is the water between Italy and Greece. So it's on the western part of Greece. So one is there in the island of Cephalonia, beautiful island. Like if someone wants to visit, they should not take a second, uh, a second opinion or a second uh, thought. <laughs> they should definitely go. And also in the Peloponnese, again, the Peloponnese is a very important region of Greece. Um, there's also the, the caves of Biros. Again, caves with, uh, with a, um, a big amount of water. You have a boat right in. But also, 
sometimes because it's very busy, they have made like a type of a sidewalk. So if, if there's no room for you for the boat, you can walk in the cave. Oh my goodness. I think the next step, Dimitris, is that we all plan a trip to Melisani and we go to this cave. It's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast and I hope that you can come back next week so we can continue our conversation about healing and food. It's, uh, it's my pleasure too. And of course, if you, if you want me back, it's, uh, it's something I want to do really, really badly. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, we'll see you next Thursday. Sure. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you very much. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010. Taking care of all your real estate needs. How do you feel when you wake up and you walk into a clean kitchen? How about when you go to sleep at night and you find your bed made before you jump in it? The rooms are clean and tidy, which contributes to a cathartic feeling, which by osmosis clears your mind. A clean anything will make you feel better. A clean slate, clean eating, clean language, clean closet, clean desk is all good for your mental health. You could say that the cathartic feeling you get from being clean makes you happier, calmer, and more in control. In psychology, a catharsis feels like the sudden release of heavy emotions that may have been weighing you down. That's why a tidier space will give you peace of mind. Olakala, when you get into the habit of starting your day with a clean space to set the tone for whatever you're doing and keep that mental part of things in balance. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.